السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذ أول فتية إلى الكهف فقالوا ربنا آتنا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تبعت يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله منهم تاب نشأ في عبادة الله عز وجل أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Dear respected brothers and elders We find ourselves at that time of the year Where the focus of those who have children Will be how can I make that decision Which will be most productive for my child Not only for this year but his future And how can it be an investment that I can make That will return whatever investment I am putting into it So the decision will revolve predominantly Around a worldly focus That how can his dunya be secured? That how can his life in this world be of the best level possible? That how that the education that he attained will be able to not only benefit him but the genera- generations to come. The decisions that we make with regards to our dunya at time is not only our focus that how we can eat for, 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 for our lifetime but how our generations to come will not have to work a day in their life to a certain extent. When it comes to the youth, when it comes to the future leaders of this ummah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has held them in very high regard. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about the sacrifice of the youth of the past. Today being Friday, we are supposed to be reciting Suratul Kahf. Make that intention that inshallah if we haven't completed our Suratul Kahf today, that before Maghrib Salah today inshallah we will complete our Suratul Kahf inshallah. Suratul Kahf is known as Al-Kahf. The cave, because of a few youngsters, they deen, and they went into a cave and they slept. That was so beloved in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that sacrifice that they made, that they, they, they sacrificed their family, their home, and whatever luxuries they were accustomed to at the time, and they went, they slept in a cave. On that sacrifice of those youngsters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only granted hidayat to the people of that locality, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in the Quran al-Kareem for us to recite every Friday. Then we find in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that there will be seven categories of people who will enjoy the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Tiyama. If you look at this masjid, alhamdulillah, we are enjoying air conditioning on a day which we will consider somewhat hot. Those that will be outside, that will come later on, they will be outside in the, in the 30-35 degree heat. How they will be so desirous to come into the shade here. But this still is some bearable heat. The sweat that will be coming off their foreheads will probably drench their clothing to, uh, uh, to the maximum. But it will not be to that point where any of them will even encounter sweat down to their feet. The shade on the, uh, the, the sun on the day of Tiyama will be so, so severe that according to how a person lived his life in this world, some people will be drowning in the sweat. On that occasion to enjoy the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be such a ni'mat, such a bounty. And only the choicest few will enjoy this ni'mat, this bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seven categories mentioned in those, this one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of whom is Shabun Nasha'afi Ibadatillahi Azza wa Jal. That youngster who grew up or who was nurtured in the ibadat, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is something to think about. That why does Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mention a youngster who was brought up in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why not that elder, innamal a'malu bil khawatim, generally an action is judged in a manner that it was completed. So not why, not why that elderly person who you know, spent his last few days, uh, last few years in the masjid, uh, in making itikaf, 
spending from Asr till Isha in the Masjid, making a lot of tilawat of Quran, etc. Uh, just on a lighter note, that one, this reminds me of a lighter anecdote, that a youngster asks, a child asks the father, that, father, why can't you be like your parents, that, you know, they are so gentle, they are so kind, they, whenever you scold me and whenever you want to hit me, then they stop you, and they, you know, give us so much of sweets, they spoil us whenever we go there, and they're so generous, and, and start praising his, uh, the child starts praising his grandparents, meaning his father's parents. So the father says that don't judge them according to what you see now. Now what you are looking at is old people getting ready for heaven, for Jannah. So, but the, 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 uh, the, the point is that why should Rasulullah not speak about that person whose last few years, uh, what, what should be considered is how a person terminated his life. But rather Rasulullah speaks about that youngster who was brought up in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand this, there is another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that ash-shababu shu'batun min al-junoon that the youth is a branch of madness. To understand this, you see, you find very, a lot of actions which the elders will do and the youngsters will do as well. For example, an elder will drive a vehicle, the youngster will drive a vehicle as well. But if you go in the parking lot, it's very easy to say which is the elders, which is the, which is the, which vehicle belongs to an adult and which vehicle belongs to a youngster. The, first, the way the person takes off, takes off as well, the way the person revs his vehicle, you can tell immediately that there is a difference between what an adult does and what a youngster does. Both will be doing the exact same, uh, uh, same action, but the mannerism in which it is carried out, that youngster will carry it out uh, with a portion of junoon, with a portion of madness, uh, madness or a portion of fanaticism towards it. Well, when a youngster puts his heart to something, then he will put his entire... Uh, strength and his entire fanaticism in it and then he has the capability of reaching those heights as he continues with that same passion and fervor over the, over the next few years then he has the capability of, of reaching such heights which a person when he starts on later in his life he will not be able to reach those, those heights and, and, that, uh, and, and that level of, of expertise in that field you take any, any field for example it is not a very good example to use but if you look in the sports environment for example those people who we see at the top of the game now, when did they, if you, for example, football, when was the football put at their feet? Not when they were 18, 19, or 25 years old. Already when they were 3, 4 years old, already they will start dribbling in the backyard. Then they'll reach that, that point uh, where, where, where they become the best of the best. If those people had started when they were 25, 50 years old, they would never have, never, never have gone anywhere. Likewise, when it comes to this fanaticism that a youngster has, if it is channeled in the right direction, if it is utilized, for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, that, uh, and utilized for his, for the sake of his deen, and for the sake of the deen of his progenies to come, and that fanaticism is, is channeled in the correct way, then you will find that this youngster will, 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 will attain that link, that ta'alluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, that, that will not be able to be attained once this youngster starts the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala later. Uh, we have to start from a young age, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one is that link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, Muru awladakum bisalati wa hum abna'u sab'a sinin, wadribuhum alayha wa hum abna'i ashri sinin, o kama qala alayhi salatu wa sallam. From the age of seven years old, already we should be commanding our children uh, to, to, to read their salah. Uh, from the age of seven, we should be taking our, our young boys to the masjid already, and we should, we should chastise them when they, are, when they reach the age of ten years old, that they should be reading their salah. Likewise, when it comes to all the other actions of deen, uh, we should inculcate within them first and foremost our main priority should be the faraiz of deen, 
the amal of deen, the knowledge of deen should be inculcated within them. Thereafter, whatever other knowledge we want to inculcate within them, or we, would, we, want, to, we want to bless them with, as long as there is no compromise on the morals of deen, that by all means, uh, pursue, pursue whatever career we find that the child will, be, will benefit the child or, 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 or the family. But in, in our main priority should be that the youngster has the knowledge of deen, the amal of deen, and the importance of deen. This, my dear brothers, can, be, can, can never be over... Uh, uh, emphasized one one senior alim he gave the he gave an example or he gave an incident his personal incident that he was called to a Christian school as part of a delegation who were trying to uh, uh, establish Juma Salah in the Christian school he found that unfortunately a lot of Muslim parents were sending their children to a Christian school and what was what 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 was the the the, the issue was that the school hours went past the Juma time as a result of which the Muslim youngsters were not able to make it for Juma Salah. Just a point to note as well, like we put emphasis on Juma Salah, we should be putting emphasis on our five-time Salah. But nevertheless, for Juma Salah, Alhamdulillah, there was some effort being made for, to establish Juma Salah in the, uh, in, in, in the school. So when the delegation went to the school, they, they met with the board, the principal of the school included. And as Alim says, that the principal called me aside and he, he asked me that, why do you all insist on sending your children to our school? Why you all know and realize that this school is a school with Christian ethos? We do make no secret about it. It is in our, uh, uh, it is in our, pre- in, in, it is in our constitution that we have it. We are, we, and, and at some point during the day, even if they say that they will exclude themselves from the, the players or the, the apparent Christian uh, uh, events that take place, that you, some, at some point during the day, we will be trying to instill Christianity within them. So why do you all ins- insist on sending your children to our schools? He says that he didn't ask him as a matter of, 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 of contradicting him and telling him not to send your children to our schools. But he was out of general concern. He says that you are worried about the Juma of the children, but yet you all are not worried about the Iman of the children to a certain extent. So Ma'ala said that he gives the reply. He says, no, that when the children come out of here, he says that in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, that by the time this school closes, about 3 o'clock or so, there's not any time for the child to go to maktab, because most maktab start at 3 o'clock. So there will be very few children from the school who will be going to the maktab. So he, says, he gives the reply that after they are finished off in the school, and then we have the two hours of the maktab, which, take, which takes place after that, and the children will attend the maktab, where whatever, whatever misinformation they are fed, it will be rectified later on. So he says that how long does this maktab take? The, the principal asked him, how long does this maktab take? So he says, about two hours. So he says, we are spending seven to eight hours, sometimes even more, with extracurricular activities uh, with your children. And how do you expect your two hours to combat our seven to eight hours? And not only that, we know that we have extracurricular activities after the school, which your children will, will compromise the maktab in view of that, that if there is a, there is a, sp- a sporting activity that will take place, uh, they will attend a sporting activity or some extra tuition that is required. The maktab will be compromised in, in, in place of that. The Ali says that when he told me that, I had no answer to give. So this, my dear brothers, is a non-Muslim who is bringing this to, 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 the, to, to our attention. That we are compromising our deen. We are compromising the iman of our children in, in lieu of what we will call uh, an investment. My dear brothers, this is not an investment. This is this is compro- This is this is not heeding the warning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا 
That we are compromising our deen, we are giving preference to the life of this world. Uh, whilst the year after is forever and ever. This we are putting our children into the lion's den. That we are compromising the iman. Not only are we not giving them the, uh, the adequate deeny knowledge, but we are, we, are, we are putting them into the lion's den where they are being fed with, with, with knowledge which, will with, which is completely detrimental to the iman. And you will find, unfortunately, that the rate of itidad are turning apostasy, turning away from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you find it hard to, to bring the, the youngster into the masjid. But this is the, the real investment. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, insanun in illa min that the real investment, we are worried about the investment uh, uh, when we pass away and, and for the generations to come. Uh, that they are, they are so, that when a person passes away, that the real investment of the akhirat, that real investment of the year after, that, that young, those, those, those children, those youngsters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us with, well, those are the real investments. And how will they benefit us? Waladun salihun yadu'ulahu. That youngster uh, who after, his, after, after he passes away, he, after the father passes away, he will make dua for his father. Ask ourselves today, that how many of our youngsters, let alone for the father, how many of our youngsters have the capability of making dua for themselves? When it comes to the various sunnats, ask a youngster that make dua for yourself before you consume a, uh, consume a morsel of food. Does he even know the dua when he is riding on a, on, a, on a conveyance? Does he know the dua? If something has to happen to you, does he have the capability of making dua for you? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ourselves. But what about the investment of our future generations to come? What is their link? What is their ta'aluk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the events of the past few days, my dear brothers, has not been an eye-opener, one is the, the situation that is happening in Palestine and the subsequent court, the court hearing that, has, that, 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 that is currently taking place. Again, our nigah, our, our, our worry and concern should constantly be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the, with regards to the court case, we will make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whatever comes out of it, even if there is positive, even if the positive outcome that, that, that just the point or the side note, inshallah, will terminate on this. That, is, that even those that are fighting for, on behalf of the Muslims, even in that also there is a slight negativity that we must make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save, save us from it. One is that they, they want us to acknowledge that the freedom fighters of Palestine will be called a terrorist group. We will never accept that. And also they will say that they are calling for a two-state solution. That too, this land is rightfully the land of the Muslims. And we will constantly make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala return this land to the, to, to the rightful owners. That is the reciters of the kalima, la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of visiting Palestine. Give us entry into the Masjid al-Aqsa as victors inshallah. This, my dear brothers, again, we will be making dua. We will say that we will call up the youth to come and liberate the, the land of Masjid al-Aqsa. But we, when we have no ta'aluk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when our masajid are empty, or the only people frequenting the masajid are the elderly, when the youth are not found in the masjid, then how do we expect the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come with us? So this, my dear brothers, whatever decisions we will be making now, whatever worry and concern we will be making for our, for our youngsters, which institutions we will admit, in, uh, admit them into this year, make this niyat, inshallah, that the maktab education will not be compromised. That first and foremost, even if they are admitted into a Muslim school or an Islamic school, even then too, that maktab education should not be compromised. Every one of us can introspect and, 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 and retrospect. 
Every one of us look around those who go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go out in Jamaat, those who sit in the, in the company, those select few who sit in the company of, of, of a sheikh, attend some majalis, etc. This will create not even, if you're being generous, not even 10% of the Muslim ummah. The balance, 90% of the Muslim ummah, where do they get the Muslim education from? Whatever was, was inculcated in, within them during the maktab years. And if that is even compromised by dear brothers, then where does that leave our future generations? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a topic of understanding that we have a choice to make with regards to our future generations. And let us give the preference of akhirat over dunya. At every juncture, whenever we are thinking about our youngsters, my dear brothers, that the, the, the priority should be the akhirat and co- compromise dunya if we have to. But we will realize that like Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala, when they compromise dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to them tenfold. But unfortunately, if we have to compromise deen for dunya, khasirat dunya wal-akhirah, The time comes when you will lose dunya and akhirat, and that is the biggest loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us of understanding. Wa